0: Every day during this great and terrible pause, Cood Street is spending 10 minutes or so with readers and book lovers from around the world, asking them what they're reading and what they recommend to anyone with a bit of time on their hands. Today, I'm spending 10 minutes or so with the award-winning and wonderful Kelly Robson, who joins me from the far side of the crazy Dixon line somewhere deep in Canada. Hello, Kelly.
1: Hi. Hello from downtown Toronto, the center of the center of the universe. It's certainly been my center.
0: How is it in the frozen wilds?
1: It's, it's okay. It is frozen. We've been having the most incredibly cold spring. It snowed a couple of days ago. It's May and it snowed. Um, yeah, I know it's alright. It's weird. It's, uh, surreal.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, but you know, it's an incredibly comfortable apocalypse. For us? Yeah, for us. Very, very comfortable. Filled with, um, lots of really good food. Cause we live downtown and we've got like gourmet, Everything within walking distance is fantastic,
0: so you're all set for the prosciutto apocalypse and ready to sort of sit there and kind of staycation at home with fine wine and fine food and just hope the rest of the world doesn't fall apart, so the supply goes away, right?
1: yeah, that's right. I need my prosciutto. It's very important <laughs> I've developed a you know a, a dependence on it now so.
0: <laughs> and tell me, are you able to, to able to function to work, to read, to do all those kind of things?
1: Yeah, work. I mean, I never stop reading, so that's good. Reading is always, you know, what I turn to in the, the, the best of times and the worst of times. But, um, yeah, uh, writing, not so much. I'm back at it now. Been back at it for about, uh, 10 days or so and it's going well. Thank God. Cause, you know, I thought I'd lost the old magic there for a while. Um, <laughs> no, everybody worries about that. But, you know, part of it was just, okay, so, the uh, thrive on routine and my routine had gotten screwed up. So yeah. So it takes a while. Plus, you know, there's always this low level, you know, hum in the back of your head going, Oh my God, danger, danger, danger. Everybody's panicking, but actually nobody's panicking. It's all fine. So
0: good. I'm glad to hear it. So tell me, are you reading? What are you reading? Is it any (laughs) good?
1: Well, I got to tell you, um, when the going gets tough, I read geology. Okay. And it is good. It is really good. So I've been reading, um, this book by Robert Hazen called Symphony in Sea. So it is about carbon. It is about everything that we know and we don't know about, uh, carbon and how, um, so Robert Hazen is a mineralogist. He came up about 20 years ago with the theory of mineral evolution. This is the idea that uh, rocks don't just, minerals don't just happen by themselves. They actually happen, um, as, uh, as, as chemical processes develop on earth as a, as earth's atmosphere evolves and biosphere evolves. which is a Really, really cool theory. So, and he's got a book about that called the story of earth, which I highly recommend. But, um, this thing about, about carbon is, so he's a, he's, he's, he managed to hit the jackpot where he got billionaire investors like uh, interested in giving him money to do an interdisciplinary uh, scientific invest 10 year scientific investigation into carbon. And um, you know, my jaw dropped every three pages yeah, and we're wow. talking about rocks here. It's, fantastic. <laughs> it's really, really good. And one of the jaw dropping things in it is that there is actually evidence now for a non-biological origin of natural gas. Wow. Which is some, yeah, which is something that, um, that geologists in Russia have always claimed. And, uh, and it turns out, yeah, it's true that a natural gas can form non-biologically in the mantle. So wow. that's cool. So that was just one of the, you know, mm-hmm. hundreds of jaw-dropping, <laughs> fantastic things about rocks. Rocks, rocks rock. Yeah. So that's what I've been reading, and fantastic. it's fabulous. Mm.
0: The other thing, when it comes to reading, uh, I've been trying to work out, you know, what, we've been locked in for ten thousand days now. We, we, we've got nothing. We should do <laughs> right, but there is. For a while now, I've been. playing with this kind of Proust versus Pratchett kind of axis. You know, when you're (laughs) shut in, do you read something substantial Mm. and worthwhile and demanding? Do you read something for pleasure or, or what, what would you recommend?
1: Well, you know, (laughs) when this all started, I was, I was reading, um, Hilary Mantel's third, uh, Thomas Cromwell book, the mirror and the light, which was great. Um, so that, Yo, know, fantastic to read history stuff because, you know, shit went down in the past that, you know, we survived and that's fantastic. Or, you know, he didn't, but other people would yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then after that I went to, I thought, okay, I'm going to, re- you know, read something super serious. I'm going to reread, because uh, I'm a super rereader, uh, Octavia Butler. And that just got too real. So I had to, I had to back slowly away from that. Um, you know, she's, I love reading authors who I don't know how they do what they're doing on the page. And Octavia Butler is one of those. Hilary Mantel is one of those. Um, What I would recommend um, is another author that I have absolutely no idea how she pulls off. What she pulls off is Sarah Pinsker. So I would recommend reading Song for a New Day, which is her novel that came out last year, which is about people living in lockdown. (laughs) And it's super um, hopeful. And I don't know how she does what she does. She's so gentle and so quiet, and yet I cannot put it down. I have, like I, I turn pages like a mad person. So I would definitely recommend Sarah Pinsker's song for a New Day. That's what I want everyone to read right now.
0: Okay. Because
1: it shows us getting through this shit.
0: <laughs> Which is important. It's, it's that whole thing about being optimistic in the face of the world we face.
1: Yeah. And
0: the yeah. possibility of this whole pause may rejigger a few things well, right? Which would be great. It could happen could happen yeah so let let me ask you this as well what is there anything that you have out in the world that you would like people to be aware of that Mm -hmm. you'd like to shout
1: out about yeah so um i have a story at Serial box which is free um both in text and uh audio in the how we live now series the story is called monkey work wrote it at the beginning of this and um it is about a medical researcher who is in lockdown in his lab and he is uh, desperately trying to keep his research going and his sister decides to step in and give him a little hand with that a little remote hand which uh uh he doesn't particularly appreciate turns out to some sibling revelations among them so that's something mm. <laughs> that is out right now but i'm also super excited for the book of dragons It is a book. Edited by Jonathan Strawn, which is coming out this July. Which has your spectacular story that I love. (laughs) I'm so glad because I love it too. It's called La Tests, And it's the first story that I've managed to write set in my hometown. Mm -hmm. Set in 1983 in my hometown of Hinton, Alberta, which is a terrible place. Much worse than where we live now. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. Yeah, the Book of Dragons. I'm really looking forward to seeing it because it's got beautiful illustrations. I haven't seen the final illustrations yet. Have very you?
0: Nice. They look, they look great. And in fact, the final book should be coming out to us, um, yeah. not too far away now. It's HarperCollins' lead title in July. So it's nice. going to be everywhere and it's being very well received right now. It's a summer pick at PW and all kinds of things. So yeah, I think lots of people are going yeah. to get to read it and we'll, we'll get to see the story and, I am hoping between you and me, because no one else is listening, that next year in Montreal, we will have reasons collectively to
1: celebrate. That would be very, very nice. Yes. World Fantasy in Montreal. I hope to see you there.
0: I plan to. Barring.
1: Yeah, whatever this is.
0: And of course, it would be, (laughs) it would be irresponsible of me not to ask, because some people wonder,
1: the Lucky Peach. Oh, I know. I know, I know, I know. So, um... Second books are hard, turns out. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they say. Um, it really, I think it really wants to be a novel. It doesn't want to be another novella. It wants to be a novel and it wants to be a big novel. And um and which is good because there's a lot of world building to draw on that is already done and that is pretty solid. And so, uh, yeah, I mean, I've written, Oh, my God, I've written 80,000 words. Um, so yeah. So not uh, soon. You
0: are going to be you're going to be slogging on that for a while. Not soon. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um That's okay. It'll be I worth think, it. Yeah, that's well, I hope so. It'll certainly it'll be a lot bigger in scope and it'll be um yeah. I don't well, know. This is we'll what I've see.
0: learned working with people who do what you do. It's not lion breaks. bricks. You can't predict what's going to happen.
1: Oh, no, you really can't. You
0: know, it's like as the, the, the corollary to your situation. Have you read The Ocean at the End of the Lane by Neil Gaiman? No, I haven't. That is a short, that that was to be a short story for a book of mine called uh, Under My Hat, a collection of witches' stories. And I knew I was in trouble when he emailed me and said he was eight and a half thousand words into a short story and they were just drinking tea. "Mm -hmm." it's happened a few times it happens but
1: well you know I as I as I had been working on the novella trying to make it novella and you know turning uh, turning in different directions writing 10,000 words and then going throwing it all out and turning it I heard your voice in my head I thought if I keep on this way um, if I keep on this track you know it'll Jonathan will say it was all right it had pages I turned (laughs) them (laughs) <laughs> you know, and that's, that's, I literally, that is what I heard mm. in my voice. And I didn't, I don't want to write something that's just all right.
0: Yeah. It's got to be great. It's got to be what it's going to be.
1: Uh, I want to, I want to write something that I'm super duper passionate about. So, um, yeah. And it would have been all right if I, you know, kept going with the first, with the first draft, but I don't, that's not worth my time. And it's not worth a reader's time.
0: No, it's, it's got to be the best thing it can be. That's always what it's got to be. Yeah. So. Yeah, exactly. Well, I look yeah.
1: forward to talking to you about it
0: when I see you, and in in Montreal at World Fantasy the next time any of us is going to be flying anywhere. But until then, I hope you're well. Thank <laughs> you so much for making time to talk to me today.
1: Ah, uh, thank you. It was lovely. <laughs>